information. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Radical Christians! What's up, Radical Christians? It is amazing to be able to be here with you amidst this COVID-19 stuff and to still be here fellowshipping and worshiping the Lord. Now, let's get into some tips because you need some tips to battle this COVID stuff. So here's your five survival tips. Number one, hand sanitizer. Number two, paper towels. Number three, bleach. Number four, ravioli. And number five, toilet paper. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. What a joke. <laughs> Psych. Those tips are garbage. I have some real tips for you. These are my five survival tips. My wife helped me think of them because she's an amazing help me and a beautiful woman. But before we get into that, our paid content, our daily renegade paid content for the week is going to be a preview of one of the future episodes from this book, The Wormwood Prophecies by Tom Horn. It is great. And the, the book is just, woo, woo. We're going to get into that. And later we have an announcement about the Nephilim Mounds Conference. A crazy one. A, a mind-bending one. But, man, this is going to be a great episode because guess what? You know in the true Radical Christian style, I'm not going to give you some, some garbage, weak tips. I'm going to give you some strong tips. Because I happen to have a fighting spirit. And I'm not going to let this thing hold me down. And I, and I pray the same for you. So before we do anything, of course, we need to seek the Lord in prayer. Because he is amazing and he is good. And there is no other reason needed. There are many that we will seek him in prayer, but there's no other reason needed because he has blessed us with everything. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and seek the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you for being you. Thank you for allowing us to be on this planet, to praise you, to bring you glory, to be your imagers on earth. With all this craziness, we know that you are the rock. You are steady. You are strong. You are there, unshakable, unbeatable. And it's just amazing to be a child of your kingdom. It's amazing to be to have so great a father. We just ask that all truth comes through in this episode. This episode demolishes fear, demolishes anxiety, and lifts up your name. And let anything that is frivolous in this episode or that you don't want just to fall on deaf ears and just let the truth ring ring free and thank you father god for this opportunity and we all praise you in your glorious name amen let's get into covid19 survival tip number one tip number one is proper perspective perspective is from the greek word nous and it is how you view things how you see things the context in which you are viewing your situation so let's look at matthew 6 4 Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So with this COVID-19 stuff, your perspective can get so caught up in all the bad things about it, in, in the fact that you're trapped at home, in the fact that you, you don't have an income coming in if you don't, the fact that you don't know what your food situation is going to be. You could look at those things, okay? And those things are important things. Or you could change your perspective. Now... Let's, let's go ahead and talk about being trapped at home. Trapped at home. You could think that you're trapped at home or you could think that you are allowed to be at home 
and to rest and to work on getting your mind away from the, the troubling things and think about what you can do. Because you can either sit there in your bad situation and dwell on it, or you could work to get out of it and learn and grow stronger and grow smarter and all, all these things. So trapped at home, you can't do anything, you can't hang out with your friends. Well, guess what? You have a Bible at home. You have the internet at your fingertips to research godly things. And you, you won't be spending as much money going out now that you really can't go out that much. Now, as for food and worrying about that, yes, find a way to, to obtain food. All the grocery stores are still open. Go buy beans, go buy rice, go buy tuna. You don't need to be going through the drive-thru all the time. That is dumb and it's unhealthy. What you need is proper perspective. Think of this whole stay-at-home thing as an opportunity, an opportunity for you to work on yourself and your spiritual life and to be with your family, okay? If you're a single and you're, and you're alone, think of it as a time for you to grow closer to the Lord and learn more about yourself. Sort through things in your life. Take your smartphones, and I need to do this too. Put them to the side. Put put technology for major parts of your day to the side, okay? They're distractions. It's a time sink. Time will just be pumped into those with no yield, no return. What you need to do Read the Bible. Sit outside Sit outside in your porch, in your backyard, whatever, get some sun. Learn about the things of the Lord. Re- think about how you want to leave this situation. Do you want to leave quarantine flabby and out of shape because you didn't, you didn't get any sort of movement, any sort of walking time, any sort of physical activity? Do you want to leave spiritually dry because all you did was watch garbage TV shows? Do you want to walk away from this whole thing with nothing to show for it? Or do you want to change your perspective? Do you want to change your how you view things and think, hey, God has given me an opportunity here. Even though this is a, a crappy situation, there's opportunity in this and I'm going to seize it. So one thing I recommend also, do not focus on all the conspiracy theories. It, it is of my opinion, and I'm speaking for myself alone, that this is not the big one, okay? This isn't the full end times uh, black awakening red horse event that we, we all are waiting for. I don't think it's that because it has to be in a way bigger scale, but this is a taste. And this isn't to say that this couldn't lead to that, but my, my thinking, Drew Graffia's thinking is this isn't it yet. So don't sit here and, and look up all the conspiracy theories because guess what? They're going to be there, but you can't be spending all of your time on what ifs and learning only about the conspiracies and not learning about the Lord who is the rock who is going to give you the advice when it is the time for the red horse event so yes these things yes they are setting up 5g towers yes there's stuff going on like that and there's a time for that but guess what you're at home and you have to keep your sanity and you have to be you have to be rooted in the things of the lord so focus on on what is true and what is solid and don't focus on tomorrow focus on today because today you need to get right with the lord today you need to learn about the lord today you need to you need to sort through your sin. You need to confess it. You need to get that settled. Tomorrow's conspiracies will be there, you know. Now let's look at Psalm seven seventeen. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord of Most High. Now, be praising the Lord. And I know you may think this is an odd time to praise the Lord. But this is the best time to praise the Lord. When you are going through it, don't just ask him to pull you out of it, which, you know, you still need to do that. But praise him. Why? Why do you praise him? Because of his righteousness. Praise him because he is good. Praise him because he is God. Praise him for who he is, not for what you're going through. Praise him. Job praised him in his plight. Uh, Many people throughout the Bible praised God during crazy circumstances. When David sinned with Bathsheba, they had a kid, the kid died. He went to praising the Lord. 
Okay, he went to praising him because that's just all we have to do because that is the most important thing you can do is be thankful. Thankfulness is a big perspective changer. So remember what you have. If you have a little bit of food, guess what? You don't need as much food as you think you need, especially as Americans, myself included. You, you don't need to eat as much as you eat. You have a little bit of rice, a little bit of beans. You have some canned ravioli, some canned stuff. Be thankful. Be Praise the Lord that I have food. Even if it's a little bit, I have food that I can eat. And, I, and I, will, I will be able to be blessed with sustenance. Praise the Lord for that. So, survival tip number two. Remembering and preparing. We're going to read Joshua 4, 1 through 7. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, who he, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. So, remember... Like I said, I don't think this is the big one. Now, what you need to do is remember all the fears, all the worries. Don't dwell on them, but just remember all the feelings you had when you thought, oh, this could be the big one. Oh, I'm not prepared. I knew to prepare. I did all those feelings. Remember them because the big one is coming. You don't want to be caught lacking when it really hits because you were caught lacking on this, this teaser, this taster, this COVID-19. You were caught lacking during this, right? So remember that, remember the feelings, remember the fears when you thought this was the big one and apply that because the big one is coming. You know, you need to prepare for the next time and you need to remember. So a lot of, a lot of Bibles are sold out in a bunch of Walmarts, a bunch of places all over and they're gonna get to know, they're gonna learn about the Lord, they're gonna grow close to the Lord and some of them are gonna forget. When COVID lifts, when the Lord lifts COVID, people are gonna forget. They're going to forget the desire they had for the Lord, the, 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 the helplessness they felt where they could only go to the Lord to fix that. They're going to forget that. You, radical Christians, are not going to forget that because you need to remember that this could have very easily been the big one and there's still a chance it can be. I don't think it is. There's still a chance it can be. But the big one, regardless, is coming. And whether or not the, you're alive during, during that big one, you are alive up until your death, which is your rapture. So wh whatever your rapture views are, your rapture is coming when you die. So you will have that moment no matter what, no matter what time period you live in. So you have to be prepared for that. Have, like the wise versions, have the oil in your lamp, have the love in your heart. So and a couple other verses, Luke twenty-two thirty-six. He said to them, but now let one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. So you need to have some sort of weapon for self-defense. This is, this is, I'll say this as my opinion, you need to have something to defend your family. Does this mean you need to be, you know, Joe gun crazy out there and have everything and, 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 you know, oh, if anybody steps foot on my land, I'm going to kill him. No, you're a Christian. You operate in love. But the thing is, there are people who will not be operating in love who will come after you. So you need to protect your family. This doesn't mean go out looking for trouble. This doesn't mean exaggerate. This doesn't mean have this view that you're just some, you know, 
end times killer, but you need to protect your family. Now let's look at Proverbs 21.20. The wise store up choice food in olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Think of all the people, and you may be included, who this thing hit, this virus hit, and they have nothing saved up money-wise, so they're out of jobs, and then they have rent coming up, and they have nothing, and they have to rely on the Lord now. But think about that, and then think about the people who had no food, and then now this hits, and they're at home, and they have no money for food. Think about that. If you consume, if, if you live beyond your means, if you have a humongous house that you can barely afford and then tragedy strikes, you're screwed. Okay. If you haven't been saving up food and something hits like this, this is what all the people prepare for this, something like this. So when this happens, who could have thought this would happen? Some people could have predicted this would happen eventually, but who knew this was going to happen at this time among us? I didn't know. Okay. Now, luckily, thankfully from the, the, the teachings of my wife and being with her and her wisdom, we had stuff and we were prepared. And under my guidance to, to get some food at a certain time, we're prepared. So her, her saving skills matched with my, you know, urge to, to, to store up food. We, we, we have a bit of security. Our security lies in the Lord alone. You know, you can prepare your horse for the day of battle, but victory lies with the Lord. So I, I prepared this stuff. My wife and I prepared this stuff. But ultimately, the Lord is, is my protection. The Lord is where I get my, my food from. The Lord is where I get my, my security from. The Lord is what removes my anxiety. Having a small portion of food and money does not remove my anxiety alone. The Lord removes my anxiety. Because if I didn't have that food, if something happened and that was stolen or rats got into it or whatever, I know the Lord would still provide for me and I would lean on him because I'm his, I'm his child. And we have a, a loving bond where I know I'm following him and I'm doing it to the best of my abilities, and he's not gonna leave me hanging because he has work for me to do. So, you, you know, prepare, prepare. This doesn't mean you have a bunker underground where, you, where the end times hit and you can't share the gospel with anybody because you're hiding underground. What it means though is set stuff aside. Don't live beyond your means. Don't eat out every night. Don't eat out multiple times a week. Cut it down because now you're gonna have to, but, but look, when you get out of this, start saving. Don't you want to have a humble home, but actual home if you don't have one? Don't you want to be able to provide for your kids' futures? Don't you want to have money for a time like this? Yes, you do. So tip number two, survival tip number two is remembering and preparing. Now, COVID survival tip number three, R&R, reading and researching. So you need to replace your rest and relaxation, some of it, not all of it. You need to replace your rest and relaxation with reading and researching. Let's look at Acts 17.11. Now these Jews, Bereans, were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So the Bereans, the Jews, what they did was they studied the scriptures daily to, to prove that they, are, they were so. Just to prove what was in the word was true so they could claim those promises for themselves and, and just know God, get to know God. Now you have an opportunity, like we mentioned in tip one, perspective. You have an opportunity to sit before the Lord with no work as an excuse, you know, but for a lot of you, no, not having work as an excuse and you get to be with the Lord. You don't get to be with YouTube videos about the Lord. You get to actually spend time with the Lord, man. What a blessing. Do you see what I mean? Perspective. What a blessing. Yes. Times are hard. Yes. You may be hungry, but you need to fill your hunger for the word that you may not be realizing you have. This is the time. Now let's look at Psalms 119.105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So these are times of darkness, times of spiritual darkness, times of unsurety. Guess what? Guess how you get the path to be lit up beneath your feet? The word of the Lord. 
the word of the Lord. You you read his promises. You 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 this is this is how I look at it. You strive to follow the Lord to the best of your abilities. You repent of your sin, you do what you can. You're going to stumble and make mistakes along the way, of course, but you try to follow the Lord. Then, you know you're repentant of your sin. You look at his promises and you get to claim them. You get to say, "I'm trusting him. I'm I'm going to trust him that he is going to do this for me because he says he will." I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it, but I, I trust that if he'll take care of a sparrow, if he'll take if he knows the number of hairs on my head, he'll take care of me. But you ha- you know, be in that relationship with him. Don't be astray from him and then try to claim those promises while you're living with the devil and the devil has his claim over you and, and then you're like, oh yeah, God's going to protect me while you walk into the enemy camp not to fight them, but to, to eat with them, to dine with them, to drink the poison goblet. So what you need to do, what I am going to do, me and my wife and you, the radical Christians, are going to leave this time of, of staying at home stronger and smarter, spiritually buff, okay? spiritually empowered by the spirit of the Lord. We are going to leave this with a greater understanding of the Lord, a greater understanding of his promises, a greater understanding of what it is to be hungry, a greater understanding of dying to ourself, subduing our flesh, fasting. You know, now's the perfect time. You don't have food or you have limited food. Why don't you just fast and not eat for the day and and, and, and go to the Lord every time you're hungry and read, read some Psalms, drink some water, but read some Psalms, you know, this is real stuff. I'm not saying this to you from a spot of I have not done this. I have done this. I have fasted and and just taken the word in. I have subdued my flesh. I have done these things before. I'm not lifting myself up. I'm just saying these practices I'm telling you to do, I have done them. Okay? Now, you need to come out of this better because this is an opportunity. This is a blessing. Not many people in their lives get weeks off of work where they could do what they choose, where they're very limited. You can't, well, you can't, you can't go outside and spend money at a bunch of places. Get food from the grocery store. Don't go out. I can't stress that enough. Get food from the grocery store. And this is what I do. Bring it home. I spend time with my wife. We've been having a great time. We love each other. We get to spend time with each other. And, you know, you have an opportunity to learn about the Lord. That's, that's all I can say about that. Survival tip number four. I call this one your double swords. These are the golden verses that you are going to use. You have two swords to battle this time, this this rough time in your life. And here's one of them. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is your first sword, Okay. Do not be anxious about anything. What anxiety is, okay? So now let me preface this by saying this. Some people have anxiety disorders. Some people have a mental issue where they are more prone to anxiety. The the way I'm about to approach this subject, I'm going to approach it with a fighting, you know, warrior priest spirit. Do not take that for lack of sensitivity or lack of love. Um, take it as encouragement and motivation. So you are not found lacking when I say these things. I'm just going to give you my approach that me and God work together with, um, but I don't want it to be conveyed the wrong way. So having said that, what I believe anxiety is in my own life personally is a lack of faith. Now, mental issues aside, some people are more prone to it. And, and that is something that Lord can heal you of. And it may, the lack of faith may not be the focus of that. But for me, how I tackle this is I think to myself, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself sometimes, but I, I, I'm pretty rough with myself, I would say. So 
anxiety. You are thinking, what if this happens? What if that happens? Here's all these options in the future. I'm, I'm worried and I'm, and I'm scared and I'm upset about stuff that could happen in the future. So what you're saying is, Lord, I, I, I know you say you have me, but I'm worried about all these. And he's over here and he's like, focus on me. And you're like, but what about all these? And it's like, you aren't in the future. You can prepare for the future, but you're taking hypothetical situations and you're real life present day worrying about them you're putting feelings and emotions into stuff that is hypothetical and then at the same token you'll take another hypothetical for the same situation they can't they're mutually exclusive they can't happen at the same time so you're t- it looks like i'm milking a cow anyways you're taking a possible outcome for a situation you're worrying about it then you're taking a possible outcome for the same situation and you're worrying about that one so you're worrying about seven different things that could happen for one topic one topic instead of trusting the lord you know, I, this is, I have to trust the Lord. Me and my wife are, you know, going through the process of buying our first home. This is a crazy time to buy your first home, is it not? Now, I have to trust the Lord. I have to trust the Lord. I have to trust the Lord that escrow's going to close in time. I have to trust the Lord that, that we can stay at our, our place as long as we can, our, our current place, and, and not that the time lines up with our last day at this place and our first day at the new place that we can make the transition. I have to trust the Lord that that you know everything's gonna go through money wise i have to trust the lord and guess what i could sit there and worry all day or i could just breathe and i could just relax and i could just be like lord i'm doing the best i can i know you love me i love you you you're gonna you're gonna carry me through this i'm on the the crazy waters i'm in the kayak on the rapids and i'm just relaxed just just like jesus was sleeping in the boat on the sea when the storm was crazy all he had to do was come out and rebuke rebuke the storm but he was on that waters and it was going nuts. But he knew that his father had him and our father has us. Does this mean that bad stuff can't happen? No, but this means that I know if something bad were to happen, God would have a counter move to provide for me. Would it be exactly the thing I wanted? Not necessarily, but I know he will not leave me out to dry. And if, and if there's a situation that looks like I'm out to dry, it's because he's refining me. He's making me stronger. He's showing me things. He's teaching me. He's guiding his son through something, but he's never going to leave me out to dry because I'm following him and I love him and I'm called to his purpose. So that's a blessing. Now for me, like I said, for me, I I categorize that anxiety and the lack of faith spot. That's not necessarily an approach, a blanket statement for you. I don't want to be insensitive or unloving, but I'm just giving you some of my thinking. You could take, take the gems, eat up the fish, spit out the bones, that kind of thing. Now your second sword. So you have dual swords. So when you're fighting the enemies of darkness, your second sword in your hand, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control. So when you feel yourself being fearful, ah, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. You know, oh man, what if this happens? Like, oh no, I have no food at home. What am, how am I going to provide for my family? The spirit you're given to operate in, that's not part of it. That's the enemy and that's the flesh. The spirit that you have enables you, empowers you to have power, love, and self-control. And these are things I am working on daily. I am by no means an expert. I am a novice at best in these very important things. I work daily on these things and I fail all the time and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm on my path with God and I'm learning how to love his way. And man, it's worth it. Now, here's what I would say to you. Be a warrior priest, not a worrier priest. You are given the spirit of a warrior priest not the spirit of a worrier priest, okay? You are not to worry, you are to make war. Love, self-control, fruits of the spirit, and power. 
power, God's power to get through it, God's love to deal with people peaceably while you're going through these hard times, and self-control to have to have rule over your own spirit. A man who doesn't have rule over his temper is like a castle with the walls broken down, and enemies can get in and out. And that's that happens to me. If I ever lose my temper, or if I ever lose my focus, and I just I just fold my hands and give up, like oh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk away from it. My castle wall is just crumbled, and the enemy is just throwing arrows in and getting me and then um i live through it i recover i go back to the drawing board with repentance and then we fight another day you don't stay down yourself now before we get into survival tip number five we need to talk about the nephilim mounds conference so big announcement the nephilim mounds conference in in september 18 19 20th pray that it goes through because my colleague at Skywatch TV, my my one of my favorite authors, probably my favorite author, and just an all-around cool, radical guy, a a warrior priest of the Lord for sure, he is now gonna be a part of the Nephilim Mounds Conference. Lord Derek Gilbert is now part of the Nephilim Mounds Conference. How awesome is that? Uh, yeah, that's. That is so rad. And guess what? This is going to sell out. It's my belief. It's going to sell out. Get tickets. And and if... Just get them because this is going to be awesome. I am. I can't wait to, to watch this, let alone be a part of it. So, and you know if Derek's there, Sharon's going to be there. So, man, a twofer? You get a twofer? I'm excited. Derek's done some great work with, with him and uh, Sharon writing Veneration together which is basically about the religion of the Nephilim. They, they have so much to offer the kingdom of God. I believe Derek is one of the people, Derek and Sharon are some of the people that God is releasing the final wave of knowledge through. You know, like Michael Heiser and Derek Gilbert, just the end days knowledge is being poured through them for the, the remnant. So this is an exciting thing. And I'm pumped. So our paid content for this week, like I said, I'm going to get into a a future episode from the book Wormwood by Tom Horn. And guess what? Future episode. I highly recommend this book. Tom Horn is an awesome guy, too. Not to mention a great author. So that brings our little commercial break to a close. Let's go ahead and go to COVID survival tip number five. Exercise your faith. Work on your spiritual strength. Work on your spiritual faith. So this, for us prayer warriors, warrior priests... This needs to be a time of prayer and intercession. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So this verse seems very applicable to our times today. You know, humble yourself, seek his face, pray, return from your wicked ways, repent, and he will hear you from heaven, forgive your sin and heal your land. Now pray for your nation. Repent for your nation. Repent for, you know, pray for the people in office. Pray for Trump. You know, pray for all of our leaders, whether you agree with them or not. Pray for them that, that God will lead through them. Pray for the evil ones that the Lord will stifle the judgment that's coming from them and, and turn and turn back his hand from the judgments on us for the time being. Pray that the punishment will be fulfilled. Pray that the judgment, you know, if COVID-19 is a judgment, pray that it is fulfilled and that that. Just repent and and use this time to really beef up your prayer life because that is your actual weapon set 
you you fight a spiritual war, so you need spiritual weapons and prayer. Your your lance of prayer and supplication, remember from the armor of God, that is the lance of prayer and supplication. That is your 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 jousting lance to unhorse people, to hit them from mid range. Prayer, 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 intercession, praying for others. Jesus prayed for others all the time. Pray for others. Pray for their healing. Pray for their provision. Pray for people to get food. Pray, pray for people to be healed from this virus. Pray for the families of people who have lost people. Use this time. You know, you are a knight in the kingdom of Yahweh. Your King Yahweh has deployed you. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not deployed. You are put into action as a knight of Yahweh. You are on the battlefield waving your banner, fighting for your Lord. So you really fight. This is not a, a Christianese saying. Spiritual warfare is happening nonstop. It's happening right now. Do you think there aren't spiritual forces behind this virus pushing it forward? Do you think there aren't agendas behind this virus? We all know that. Pray against it. Be prepared to go out on your shield. If you're praying and you're like, God, please let this let this be healed. Let this be lift this from the land. And let's say this is the big one and it doesn't get lifted. It doesn't mean your prayers were in vain. You just keep praying. You keep fighting. You keep you keep you keep doing what you need to push forward the kingdom of God until the very last day, your very last breath. And that's a blessing. And that's an exciting thing to, to be a spiritual warrior priest. You know, the, 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 there's just so, so many exciting things happening. And you could use this time to get in tune with the Lord and get in tune with what he wants for you to do. So in conclusion, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to summarize this with this verse. I want you to take away this one verse. If anything from this whole episode, take this one verse from it. Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. What is your? What do you need to do in this time? You need to be still. All the chaos going on around you, you need to be still. And know that the Lord is God. He has it under control. He knew this would happen. He knows what's going to happen next. You are his. Be still and know that he is the Lord. Enjoy the joy of the Lord. Enjoy that you will enter into heaven one day. Enjoy that. Now... As humans, we want to have control over situations. We want to, we, we need to know what happens next. But guess what? We don't have it. God has it. But trust in His provision, in His provision, and partake in His peace. And with that, I leave you for this week. God bless you all. I pray the Lord's protection and provision over all of you in this trying time. And it's not all bad. So seek the face of the Lord. Repent of anything you gotta repent of, and just get to know Him more. Have a good week, y'all. Stay rad. <laughs>